Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. And we're just talking about Section 293 of the Criminal Code of Canada that deals with polygamy, a charge that's not often utilized. Another charge that's not often utilized is uh, Section 319 of the Criminal Code. I think the last uh, case of this, certainly the last high-profile case of this, was David Ahenikiu. The Saskatchewan Aboriginal leader was convicted under that section, later acquitted for some comments he made about Jews and Hitler and the Holocaust to a newspaper reporter. Section 319 of the Criminal Code says everyone who, by communicating statements in any public place, incites hatred against any identifiable group where such incitement is likely to lead to a breach of the peace, is guilty of an indictable offense and is liable to imprisonment for a term not exceeding two years or an offense punishable on summary conviction. Subsection 2, everyone who by communicating statements other than in private conversation willfully promotes hatred against any identifiable group is guilty of an indictable offense or an offense punishable on summary conviction. It's not often used, and there's a high threshold here. An attorney general has to sign off on this charge, for example. Uh, But a Mississauga man has been charged under the section of the criminal code following a lengthy investigation by Peel Regional Police. Yesterday, after receiving consent from the Attorney General's office, 45-year-old Kevin J. Johnson of Mississauga was arrested and charged with one count of willful promotion of hatred as per the Criminal Code of Canada. So who is this guy? Joining us uh, for more, Stuart Bell joins us, a global news investigative journalist, globalnews.ca. Stuart, thanks for joining us here. My pleasure. Uh, What's interesting is because as soon as I saw this release yesterday, I recognized the name. There was some controversy around this guy during the uh, recent conservative leadership race, and some candidates appeared on his his web show. So who is this guy? Well, he's a a fellow who uh, he ran for the mayor of Mississauga back in 2014. He only got 741 votes. Um, And he uh, he, he runs a website called Freedom Report. And on that site, he posts videos. Um, often they're what you might call editorials or some might call rants. Um, and he, he's, uh, he's focused um, on two issues in particular in the, in the last uh, six to eight months or so. One is the, the M103 motion, which was the anti-Islamophobia motion that was introduced by a private member in the House of Commons, and the other um, is the an issue that's come up in the Peel School District in Mississauga, which is um, a decision to allow Muslim students to hold Friday prayers on school properties. So, um, so he's uh, he's done a lot of editorializing around those issues, and um, and some of it, frankly, having watched these videos, is uh, you know is it's just quite distasteful. Uh, and it, there were a number of complaints, uh, as you mentioned, and this has resulted ultimately uh, in a hate crimes charge. So what specifically is he alleged to have done here that would fall under this section of the criminal code? Well, I don't know specifically um, you know, what it was that he said that they determined to be, hey, that'll come out in court at one, 
at some point. Um, but I think from what I've, I've um, gathered, it, it's basically an accumulation of things that he's been saying uh, over the past few months. And if you look at his videos, there's, a, there's kind of two things that he does. One is he does, um, his videos are sometimes very, very personal attacks on, uh, on those he disagrees with. And just as one example, um, the, the MP, the liberal MP who introduced the anti-Islamophobia motion, Iker Khalid, uh, one of his videos, he really goes after her and he calls her, quote, a hardcore terror-supporting, ISIS-loving piece of dirt. Yeah. So that's sort of the tone of, uh, of much of his commentary. And the other thing he does is that he goes beyond talking about the kind of policy issues and, and debate. And he, he uh, in some cases, a very kind of targeting of Muslims in general, a denigration of their religion, uh, saying it should be banned. One of his recent videos, he, uh, he asked Donald Trump to overthrow um, Justin Trudeau by force, and he advised Canadians to arm themselves. Um, so it's, it's that kind of thing. You know, much of it is of dubious uh, accuracy journalistically. Uh, it's a lot of it is, um, is, as I say, you might call it ranting, some of it quite angry. Um, and, but the, of course, the, the part that's got him arrested is the kind of specific targeting of, uh, uh, of what the law considers to be an, an identifiable group, which is the wording in section 319. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I know there's a real dilemma around around going after people like this because you, you call attention to them. You you can you know risk making martyrs of them, and you get the sense that Johnson's trying to do that. In fact, he's he's claiming on his website that he was actually charged under Motion 103, so he's really trying to milk this. Yeah, he did. He put up a video yesterday claiming he's the first Canadian uh, ever to be arrested under M103, which is simply not the case. In fact, he was charged. As you said, under Section 319, which has been around since 1970, uh, and specifically uh, has to do with the willful promotion of hatred, and of this law, it's not it's not unique to to any group. I mean, this has been used to prosecute neo Nazis, anti Semites. You know, recently the charge it was a charge laid against a Muslim cleric who had visited a Montreal mosque and made awful comments about Jews. Yeah. And, you know, basically the, the intention of the law is, uh, I think, uh, it's mindful of the potential that hate speech sometimes can lead to hate crimes and violence and those types of things. And it emerged out of a time, uh, the late 60s and early 70s, when, when there was quite a strong, uh, there was a, quite a level of violence uh, by the extreme right-wing sort of neo-Nazi types. They would... Uh, you know, there were cases where they would just randomly pick visible minorities and subject them to violence. So it was it emerged from that, um, and you know, it's always uh, it's always an issue. This sort of conception of uh, where you draw the the line between uh, you know a, a free speech and where where it ends. Yeah. And so that's why it's you know it's obviously a controversial uh, law. Well, yeah, it is. And I mean, that, it gets back to that dilemma. I mean, David Ahenikew's case is a great example because David Ahenikew said some horrific things, but he said them to one person. And I mean, theoretically, it could have ended there. 
I think there was a responsibility for the reporter to report on what was said by a prominent Aboriginal leader. And the the police and the uh, Attorney General felt that it was worth laying charges. The end result, though, was that more people ended up being exposed to to those horrific words. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and it's always it's always a dilemma, even journalistically, uh, in terms of how much attention you want to give to people and whether you're just giving them a platform. But this uh, this particular case had it had been I know it had been a concern for um, for community leaders, especially around Mississauga, was a large Muslim community. Um, they'd been growing increasingly alarmed by the tone uh, of the statements they were hearing, and you know, they were fearful that this was generating some type of um, backlash against them. You know, there were there have been incidents uh, of vandalism, and uh, we're seeing uh, Stats Canada reporting an increase in in attacks on Muslims. So it's in in that climate that there was a, a concern for that type of open hostility towards um, members of their faith. Um, so they're clearly uh, uh, pleased with the charge. And I guess, you know, it comes down to an issue, uh, I think, um, you know, as Canadians, how we choose to debate issues. Um, it's, it's, no, it's nothing wrong with debating an issue, being on any side of it, even criticizing religion. The issue comes when you begin to, in the context of making those arguments, uh, vilify what the law considers to be an identifiable group. And that's when you run the risk of, uh, if you do it very publicly, as this fellow has, um, crossing the line into hate crimes. It'll be interesting to see what comes of all of this. More details at globalnews.ca. Stuart, thanks for the update on this. Appreciate your time here. Thank you. All right, Stuart Bell, investigative journalist with Global News, globalnews.ca. Great to have Stuart in the chorus fold. Uh, veteran journalist has done some some great work over the years. So he's following this story. And again, as he mentioned, uh, it's not clear at this point what exactly police believe crossed the line when it comes to this guy. And uh, that's going to come out in court. The press release uh, from Peel Regional Police says the charge stems from a lengthy investigation into numerous incidents reported to police involving Kevin J. Johnson and concerns information published on various social media sites. And that's the extent of it. But I think people deserve to know. Is this a reasonable charge? Should he be charged? Should we have this law? You know, it, it, it quickly got forgotten in the whole kerfuffle around uh, Motion 103 because Michael Chong, who was running for the conservative leadership, um, was the only one to say, you know what, if we're worried about free speech, let's address these laws. And he laid out a position to say, I'm going to vote for Motion 103 because I don't see it as, as sinister. But I'm also going to propose we uh, eliminate Section 319 of the Criminal Code. But uh, he was in the minority in his party. As far as I'm aware, no one else has proposed eliminating this section of the Criminal Code. I certainly would support that. Now, there, there are two sections here. There's Section 318, which deals with the promotion of genocide. Everyone who advocates or promotes genocide is guilty of an indictable offense. Maybe we could leave that. But Section 319, public incitement of hatred, or more to the point, subsection 2, willful promotion of hatred. Do we need those laws? There was also a situation recently. There was a blogger in Edmonton, a guy by the name of Barry Winters, who ran two websites, the Bacon Fat Papers and the Bacon Fat Chronicles. I remember we talked to Paula Simons from the Edmonton Journal about, uh, about that case. And, and this guy was an anonymous nobody who just seemed crazy. 
Sure, he published some nasty things on his website, but he hated everybody. Uh, he was charged under that same section of the criminal code. And it was interesting because um, he passed away this month. His next scheduled court appearance was August 4th. But uh, earlier this month, he passed away, suffered a stroke, apparently, in uh, early July. But, I mean, that's, that's the risk, then, because you make these people in, into martyrs. Nobody ever heard of Barry Winters before. A lot more people had heard of him after all of this. They were worried about people being exposed to the things they've said or written. Well, obviously, making it a public matter is going to expose even more people to all of it. I mean, how many people heard what David Ahenikiu said? Because we decided to charge him with a crime. Isn't it true that if we ignore these people, that fewer people will be exposed to what they say? Because, I mean, that's the premise of the law, as Stuart Bell said, that if people hear these hateful things, that can be in its own way an incitement. So it's dangerous, then, to give it more attention, I would think. So maybe this is not helpful. 403-974-8255 is a number. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.